The fantasy hockey playoffs are right around the corner, everybody. Welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey news. We're going to talk stretch run and how to dominate your fantasy pool on today's episode. Let's get right to it. Thank you so much for joining us. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. It's just me again, your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. My man, Steele, caught a little bit of the Vegas flu. He's down on the IR, but I'm here. I have his back today. We got to round out this week strong because looking at the schedule, looking at this next batch of games here, most teams sitting at that 62 to 65 games played mark. Fantasy playoffs are right around the corner. And on today's episode, I have a couple of tips for everybody. I have a couple of pieces of advice. My top three things that I look at at this time of the fantasy hockey season, a portion of the season that can be obviously making or breaking you in terms of getting that money. So I want to talk about my top three tips to dominate your pool at this portion of the season. And that translates right into getting away from certain players i'm talking about must drop targets guys that you got to get away from at this point of the season they might just sink you i'm talking at the ease of schedule i'm looking at maybe they're already on a bit of a cold streak i just don't like the setup i got three players that i want to look at only a mini two game betting board on tap for friday i got a couple of really nice bets for y'all out there been an up and down week but we've been picking some solid winners couple of perfect nights so thank you for riding with us and for tuning in for friday's episode like i said happy friday now if you are in a keeper or dynasty league if you are in a year to year if you are in any kind of fantasy hockey league that deals with money or otherwise You've got to be focused at this time of year. You have to be honestly all over every situation to get a leg up or to make sure that you're not a part of players that bring you down. And I'm going to go to my top three guys to get away from in a second. But my top three ways for you to finish your pool strong. Number one, you have to study the schedule. We have to be closely looking at who your guys are playing, who their teams are playing, and how they fare against them and the strength of schedule. Looking at, overall, the teams that have a solid schedule to finish the year, Detroit at the top of the list. They've got games against the Blues, two of them, Sabres, Habs, Flyers, and they are right at the top for ease of schedule. So you have to be looking into some of these teams or maybe on the other side of the coin, Calgary Flames, Vancouver Canucks, Seattle Kraken, right at the bottom of the ease of schedule. This is going to be tough for some of these clubs who are already iffy. Seattle Kraken, the wheels are coming off a little bit. Steele and I on yesterday's episode talked about how we think the Dallas Stars, with this really tough schedule, with the remaining games that they have, could be tough for them to hold down that top spot. But basically what I'm trying to say is, if you're within striking distance in your league, you're sitting in that top maybe three, four, and obviously one and two spots, and you're in the mix, you want to make sure you know what is going on on the schedule once your team heads into the fantasy playoffs, and make sure you're setting yourself up for as much success as possible with an optimal 
set of players going into it schedule wise. Number two for me was in terms of the best ways to finish the fantasy season strong here. Don't make any rash decisions. You've made it all the way to this point in the year. And if you are in those top positions, you're there for a reason. Hopefully one of them is because you've been tuning and tapping into this podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, drop all the love. If you're feeling it, if not, let us know as well. We appreciate that feedback, but don't do anything brash. And I have been a victim of doing some, just doing something for the sake of doing something at the point of this season, your teams, your leagues may have already passed their trade deadline point but you may have dropped or added somebody down the stretch that really kind of was a bad or bold or brash decision. Your team has brought you to this point for a reason, and you have to be very selective with who you add and drop while you still can. Some leagues, obviously, you know, the add and drop period will end soon as well. So you have to maximize on these last couple of waiver wire Mondays or Sundays or Tuesdays or whatever it is in your league and carefully consider every add and drop. I'm going to talk about the guys that I think we should be dropping over the next couple of weeks to really keep your team afloat. Bad situations that I think you want to get away from. And that's one of my last tips. Don't hang on to guys just because they have a big name and just because you drafted them really high or you were invested in them because you did take them or you've traded for them or whatever. If they're bringing your team down and they're not bringing value, put them on the bench. Swap them in for another option. If you have to, drop them all together. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But just because you had invested, you're past the point of no return now with these guys. You have to really make it happen if you want to get within those top couple of spots because the season's going to pass you on. Obviously, this becomes different if you're in a keeper dynasty situation. You're going to want to position yourself nicely for next year. So maybe don't sell off all the assets. Maybe keep some as well. So the differing formats are obviously going to bring up different situations. You got any questions of those different situations? If you're in a keeper dynasty, if you're in a year-to-year, whatever categories, rotisserie, whatever, hit us in the comments. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. The DMs are always open for all of the listeners and subscribers out there. And like I said, big time bets, mini two game board. Today's episode is a very short one, my friends, but hopefully it's one that's going to bring some value. Those are my top three ways for you to finish your fantasy pool strong. Study the schedule. Know exactly who your guys are going up against team to team wise. Come fantasy playoffs, maximize out on your roster. Number two, don't make any rash or brush decisions at this point. You brought yourself to the point that you're in for a reason and make sure you're carefully considering every single move, lineup, shuffle, or otherwise right now because it will make or break you. And number three, make sure you are letting go of some of these stars. Maybe they're a bigger in name than in value right now. Even if you drafted them really high and you've been keeping them, they've been struggling, let them go. I'm going to help you highlight a couple of those guys that you're going to need to let go. Before we get to the bets for Tuesday night, Tuesday night, holy crow, I'm looking at the the other notes here. It's Friday night, people, two-game board. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Make sure, guys, you're checking out FanDuel 
because they are the best way to make the money on the NBA season and new customers get a no sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And they let you bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And you can build your favorite bets over the week into those same game parlays that let you Combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. We love betting on how many threes are drained. We love betting on who wins the tip, who gets a triple-double, who gets a double-double. We love it all. Player points, rebounds, they have you covered at FanDuel. Plus, like I said, get a bigger payout. Combine your bets with the same-game parlay. Don't miss out on a chance for your no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, everybody. We are proud to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. I'm going to get to these players that I want you guys to consider getting away from. I think it's time to drop these next three guys some of them and the underlying metrics this year for this first goaltender has obviously indicated better wins than he's actually been playing. And that was part of the team being better in front of him. Another guy, another bad situation and a third guy. I'm going to get to it all big time bets. Of course, let's talk about though, at this point of the year, like I was suggesting off the top, being very critical with your roster. And that includes letting players go. And when I look at a player in Martin Jones, Over his last six games, I understand that he's won his last two, but that was against the St. Louis Blues and Detroit Red Wings. And before that, he was getting absolutely pumped. And looking at this strength of schedule, the Seattle Kraken have the fourth hardest schedule out of any team in the NHL. And I think it's time to seriously consider jumping ship on not only Martin Jones, but potentially a number of other Seattle Kraken. McGinn being another one of those guys that I think just has already had such a good season. I just don't see him keeping it up, especially with this tough schedule. And Martin Jones is another one of them. 888 save percentage this year, guys. And a 298 goals against That's just tough numbers, and it's not anything that I like. And then you factor in who's coming up the pipe right behind them in the wild card. I just think the teams around them are better. I still think they might creep into the final wild card spot. I do think they hang in there, but I think the teams right behind them are going to get just past them by with this ease of schedule. And Martin Jones, those underlying numbers, his recent play, what I've seen from him, He's just not been that good in the cage. And I understand that he has 24 wins and he's 24, 10 and three and the Seattle Kraken still barely holding on to third place, but he was number one at my list. I just kind of felt like I needed to come on today. I wanted to talk about guys to get away from potentially. And I think Martin Jones might honestly sink your ship. And some of these numbers back me up. So take a look at it. Consider it. Goaltending is obviously a very, very tricky situation. But there are some other sneaky options out there, especially when guys like Jonas Corposalo are out there at like 10 and 15 and even 20% in ESPN and Yahoo. And you can pick up that pick up a guy on the LA Kings that I think the Kings have a much better shot at it, even though they do have a tricky schedule themselves. Anyway, moving on to my second guy. And let me hit you with this take on Brock Besser. I know he's got four points in his last seven games, two goals, two assists. Pretty good. 
I think down the stretch here, the Vancouver Canucks, again, third worst schedule, playing teams like the Dallas Stars a number of times, the LA Kings three times, the Vegas Golden Knights. Some tough opponents here, and I just don't see it for this Vancouver Canucks team. I know they've played better against Van, uh, with Rick Tockett behind the bench. That's a fact, and I don't want to take away from that because I can already hear Vancouver Canucks fans in my headphones giving us the chirps and online. Very fiery fan base. Shout out to Vancouver one time. But honestly, Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, even the Anaheim Ducks, these are some of these teams, guys, that overall I'm thinking if you have other options, you should be seriously considering them and you should be maybe considering moving on from some of these players. And Brock Besser is one of them. I think he really wanted out of Vancouver. And I know, I understand, he had a goal against the Minnesota Wild, hit the team he wanted to go to. And he had a goal against the Boston Bruins, one of their biggest rivals. But otherwise, he was goalless in about 10 or 12 games. And I think he's really... I know he hasn't had a big year. I understand he's not exactly a massive fantasy piece or an integral part to any team, 41 points. But if he's one of those guys that, again, has a name, had some more value if he was going to get moved and you were holding on to him, I think Brock Besser is a must drop. I think Martin Jones is a must drop. And again, I mentioned the Calgary Flames have the worst schedule down the stretch. They have the hardest schedule down the stretch. And I think... I think this is time to really take a look at what is going on with the Calgary Flames. What is going to finish? What is the season going to finish off with? Seriously, because when you look at it from what they've done this season, it's been a really tough year and a hard season to watch this team. I just think it's time to jump ship on Jonathan Huberto. Exactly a bold take, and you probably a lot of people out there probably already have 12 goals, 30 assists after a 110 plus point season last year, 115 points, 85 assists. Was that hard to did anyone expect for him to really reproduce those numbers? I don't know, but we expected him to at least be on pace for doubling what he's currently at at the bare minimum. And I just think after what he's done over the last few games. Only two assists over his last four games. Otherwise, blank on the score sheet. The tough schedule for the Calgary Flames. I really don't see it at all for this Flames club. I just don't. Steele disagrees with me. He thinks they're going to be in there. Markstrom has been better. Maybe he saves their bacon. Look, they're a good defensive team. But the only way that they're going to win games right now is being defensively stingy stingy and that might leave some of these offensive pieces up front for for the calgary flames to dwindle in value so seriously calgary flames vancouver canucks seattle kraken those were the three teams i was looking at overall to fade some of these fantasy pieces i mentioned the top ones in martin jones brock besser and jonathan huberdeau and I think realistically, there's going to be a few other situations over the next couple of weeks where Steele and I talk about some other situations where you're going to need to drop players. And so keep it tapped right here to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure if you are on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Drop us a comment. Let us know if you're on Spotify or Apple. Drop us a review. We appreciate the feedback. Five stars, baby, all day. We appreciate it. And if not, let us know why. We are here for you and to help you dominate your fantasy hockey pools and betting boards, putting some money in the pocket. 
I hope I've been putting a little bit of money in your pocket. It's been mostly me reeling off picks. Been a couple of perfect nights. Yeah, we've been laying some juice. We've been laying some big odds. But I hope you've been making some parlays, putting those together on FanDuel, the same game parlay, putting them together, putting some money in the old pocketbook. So let's fire up the bets for this extremely quiet Friday night in the NHL. Chicago Blackhawks head into the Florida Panthers and that's where my lock of the night and second pick come from. So I'm going to kick it off with, I know you're excited. I know everyone is very hyped up for this Anaheim Ducks-Calgary Flames game. And not only am I looking at this as a complete snoozer, but what I mentioned, Jacob, 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 Jacob Markstrom looking a lot better. And then the Anaheim Ducks being a team that at on the best of times struggled to score and then you take a little peek into the recent trends and statistics for both of these teams. Both have been playing in a lot of low scoring, tight checking, one goal, two goal games to the tune of four of the last six games for Anaheim have gone under the number and four of Calgary's last six have gone under the number. There's a bunch of numbers, numbers pointing to this one staying low scoring. And I think that's where I want to kick tonight's board off Anaheim at Calgary. It's sitting at six right now for a decent odd. What's the odd out? Give me one second. The odd is sitting at plus 104 for the under. So I like that. So that makes me comfortable in maybe wanting to tease it up. You know me, like in those little halves, I could see this being a 4-2, even 3-2 final with maybe that empty netter being 4-2. So I'm comfortable at six and a half. I think that's a really good pick for what is a tough Friday night for both teams. Both teams not playing super good over the last 10 or so. But if you had to lean to taking a side, I would lean Calgary winning eight, taking points in nine of the last 10 against the Ducks to the tune of an eight, one and one record. So I would lean Calgary, but on the money line, there is obviously no value. They're over minus 350 favorites. So you'd have to consider the puck line, but Calgary has just really struggled to score for the most part this entire season. And I just don't see the puck line bet. So no value in the money line. Too bold for the puck line, so I'd like the under. Give me the under six and a half. That's my first bet. Anaheim into Calgary. Going to be a low-scoring one. Let's get it on. Chicago at Florida. I'm looking at this Panthers situation here. I talked up the Panthers at length. If you missed yesterday's episode, we did a little bubble showcase fantasy teams, or sorry, wildcard teams on the bubble. So I talked at length how I think with Sergei Bobrovsky turning back the clock over the last little while, I was comfortable saying that the Panthers might squeak into the playoff spot, given that they had maybe one of the better goaltenders or hotter ones of the ones on the bubble. That was a pretty solid preamble for telling you I want to bet on the Panthers and I want to bet on the Panthers in a very big way tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks team. That is three, five and two in their last 10 against the Florida Panthers. The Panthers are also, like I said, picking up wins. 5-0 and in their last five against Chicago as well. They are 4-2 and in their last six overall. And I'm going to stop reaming off stats because this just feels like a really good spot for this Panthers team to smash the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'm going to take them on the puck line. Taking them on the puck line is probably going to get you a decent odd, although they are heavily favored. You'd have to wait for the updated odds, but it's going to be probably around one fifth, minus 150, maybe minus 160. But that's how confident I am in this Florida Panthers team and what I've seen from them overall and recently against the Blackhawks makes me comfortable taking them. And with that high-scoring game, I'm taking a look at one of my favorite players in the NHL and one that I think fantasy-wise you're going to continue to hear from 
over the next couple of years as he has now hit his prime nicely in the NHL at 27 years of age. It's Carter Verhage, good Niagara Ice Dog product out of the OHL, and he's just got increasingly better with his increased opportunities in the NHL. 36 points in his third in his second season, 55 points last year, and already at 55 points this year with 32 goals scored in the NHL. It's time to pay attention to Verhage, a very underrated shot, very good release, and a player that in let me just look this up because when I was doing my research, I like this angle too. In 10 career games against the Chicago Blackhawks, regular season games, four goals, six assists. Give me the Carter Verhage anytime point. It's not going to be the greatest of odds, but he is only have three points in his last five games. Big game against Pittsburgh the other night, goal and an assist. You might still get a pretty good odd. I would also sprinkle on the Carter Verhage anytime assist. That might be a good one as well. Either way. Carter Verhage to score, Carter Verhage to get an assist, or like me, cop out and get the anytime point. That's my lock of the night. I'm feeling a really big spot for this Florida Panther team to pour it on against the Chicago Blackhawks squad. And Carter Verhage is going to be right there in the mix with his boys up front in the top in the top line for the Florida Panthers, top six anyway. He's always in the mix over the last couple of years and earned it. That's where I'm going for tonight's bet. Anaheim into Calgary. Give me the under six and a half. Low scoring one there. Chicago into Florida. Give me the Panthers on the puck line. And my lock of the night, Carter Verhage anytime point. But honestly, now that I've talked myself into it, might go with the Carter Verhage anytime goal and anytime assists on the side. And let's just make a little bit of money on a big time Carter Verhage night. Hashtag let's get that money. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us and just me on today's episode. We appreciate all the love week to week. I'm holding it down for Steel again one more time solo. Thank you for joining us for Monday to Friday of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We will be back Monday with a lot more content and a lot more fantasy playoff hockey breakdowns over the next couple of weeks. Good luck with your bets out there.